Refresh your wardrobe with lifestyle stylish collection that's totally worth it. Shop for curated fashion essentials from 3.99 and trendy work from home styles from 4.99. Visit your nearest store today. Style that's worth it. Lifestyle, your style, your store. Hello everyone. Welcome to Crew Room Conversations. I am your host Nitin Velde and I'm delighted to bring to you stories, anecdotes and experiences of some of the best air warriors of the Indian Air Force. So do stay tuned. Happy listening and Jai Hind. We are moving the nation and the nation counts on us. That's the beauty of the helicopter speech. Aapatsyo Mitra, which definitely means a friend in need. N.A.K. Brown had said during the Uttarakhand floods, he said it very clearly. He said, our rotors will not stop till everybody is safe. Hello and welcome to Blue Room Conversations, a series where we invite guests from the Indian Air Force to share their experiences on various topics. I'm extremely delighted to have one such guest today. And when I decided to have the conversations around helicopter operations, undoubtedly the name that popped up in my mind was of a dear, dear friend of mine, Group Captain Anurag Kumar. Anurag has a great amount of experience in helicopter flying, not only in a specific area of operation, but luckily for him, he's been able to see the entire spectrum of helicopter operations, starting with the training command, going on to become an inspector of the Indian Air Force, and also one of the most coveted assignments is to lead his unit into the Siachen operations. He was the commanding officer of a unit which undertakes operations in the Siachen glacier. So I'm extremely delighted and pleased to introduce all of you to Anurag Kumar. Welcome to the show, Anurag. Hello, Nathan. Good morning and it's been always great to interact with you. And yet another great platform that we have met today to talk on this topic and the fact that you've chosen me it's a rare honor and I'm so privileged to be here with you today to discuss on this and educate everybody from whatever experiences we have in their life till now. Indian Air Force exists for one reason, that's to fight a war. And helicopter stream there exists as a queen of this battle. They are the foot soldiers, they are the front responder, they are the first responders. So they are always there on time, whether it's a, uh, or I'll, I'll take it from here to another aspect where it says helicopter saves lives. That's a civil aviation, everywhere that's a motto, helicopter save lives, including in Air Force. So if a air warrior or a soldier knows that there's somebody who's going to come and pick them up, they'll go full, full josh, full bore into the war. So they know somebody look after them, they'll get them back. That's one important part of it. Though that's not the only one I said. We are the first responder when I said that. The Air Force has got a strategic move to take out radars, to take out the enemy aspects of it. So helicopters out there create that the tunnel for them to take out the initial radar, send in the commandos, knock out the initial part of it, air defense, and then let the fighters do the rest of the job or let the rest of the force come into that. Right. So the first responder works out very, very fine in the offensive role. That should be very clearly understood that the battle cannot be fought without the tactical intervention of the helicopters. Sure. Once that is understood, then the other roles which are there on a day-to-day -day war when I talk of it. The rain, the, the landslides, the earthquakes, everywhere. It's a war for the civil population. Yes. And we are the force of the nation. Yes. So therefore, you have to be ready to respond 
on this day to day wars which are happening absolutely to save our own population so therefore when you say when the rotors the population will stay safe till the rotors are churning and that that paradigm that thing should be understood that we are there to take on from search and rescue flood relief earthquake relief uh, any government tasking whether you want to move a missile for a launch to the launch station the helicopters will take it up you seen the chinooks capability election Ex commission absolutely everyone i mean you move the currency <laughs> from rbi from one to the remotest corner is a helicopter so yes. what else can we say that we are moving the nation and the nation counts on us of course that's the beauty of the so, helicopter team so I, I remember you know uh, the classical conversation that i always have with a lot of friends uh, helicopter motto across indian air force is apatsu mitram which definitely means a friend in need absolutely so if you are stuck at a place and i have been myself witness to uttarakhand floods the bhuj earthquake if you are stuck up in a place and the moment you hear the helicopter rotors the kind of morale boosting that happens for any population is tremendous and you know here is where i want you to uh, maybe tell your experiences from what we call today's humanitarian and disaster relief because i know and you know it for sure that across india whether it is northeast or whether it is bihar floods or the south india whenever monsoons happen all of us are on standby and we are on standby two days standby one day and we are just ready to launch so in your experience of over 24 years in the helicopter fleet what has been your uh, most uh, memorable experiences when you went to for these kind of missions scores of them i'll put it like that that as i said that this is one mission for which you are always ready it's your day to day war you are always on readiness so every unit co flight commander every pilot is trained from the beginning is ingrained that you are to respond like it's like sar search and rescue helicopters every whenever fighter flying is on you are supposed to be airborne within next 10 minutes that's the sop so it's the same way the moment anything happens you are getting the inputs and you are ready i got hordes of experiences share in it but specifically i can bring out wherein i got involved at a pretty early stage as a helicopter pilot as a flight lieutenant four years of service gujarat floods again gujarat uh, had that time narmada tapi were in spate 1997 it was meet helicopter and it was uh, terrible floods all over surat was almost drowning everybody so we had two helicopters out there i was operating uh, friend garg was also there too so we were doing our our best to whatever provide succor to the population dropping food packets and everything what is happening and those were not the days of gps and coordinates neither mobile phones available so that part is there so we used to get the information from the dc that there is a population which is stuck go there do the thing somehow the atc in daman we were going for refueling we were low on fuel that time daman was the only serviceable airport uh, in that area which was providing fuel coast guard station so we happened to be going there for refueling somehow they got information from some channel we don't even know the not the mobile place he close to the narmada dam the gate the person who's there mr patel sanjay patel was his name which which i got to know from the newspaper articles later is stuck and he'll be washed up because narmada is, uh, is rising very fast and he is in the he's operating he's the one who's operating the sluice gates for operating the dam and he'll be swept off very soon all we knew is that it is a narmada dam uh, it's a check dam and you got pick him up so we did our own calculation from the what the fuel we had and took a estimate position went to that place searched around yes in that deluge of water in that spate river in spate we did find find out that gentleman who was uh, visibly afraid and and uh, uh, i mean you can make out that he knows that he's going to die very soon and there we reached on top of him and now we started hovering on top of him now as a huge helicopter 13 ton helicopter hovering on your on your head you don't know what's going to do and then we lower a bucket the gentleman will not come down then we had the gunner tell him that this is what it is indicate from he sit down on it will take you out right all that and we are i mean it's a deluge it's a water all around you you have no references very difficult situation 
could we manage to pull him out? Fortunately, I don't know who was had the camera around that time or which was the local press around that time uh, covering it from the banks, but did manage to cover it, and it became kind of national news in that in those days. It was 19 September, so I didn't even realize that that's become a yeah. national news. We yeah. did doing our job, and then suddenly I get a call. I mean. Uh, in fact, it was my dad, my classmates called up from somewhere from Delhi. They found it. It was not the days of mobile when I called up. They said, Hey, you are on the Hindustan Times. What's okay. happened? Yeah. It, it, the heading read, Flying Angels Rescue a Man from Drowning or Absolutely. something. So, yes, this is one experience which brought us that you have to be ready all the while and be ready to react at a short notice. Amazing story, sir. One single survivor and the kind of apprehension, fear that survivor goes through when he sees a 13 ton helicopter, I can well imagine. Yes. You do some kind of communication with that particular survivor trying to tell him to come up. But uh, it takes a lot of guts. So you got to maintain your patience at the same time, a lot of crew coordination. So uh, wonderful, I think, uh, experience on that front. I also want to uh, you know, ask you a specific area of uh, your career. And uh, when I reached a particular leadership role, which was actually the number two of a unit in Jammu and Kashmir, I recollect you commanding a unit and the basic purpose or the basic task of that unit was to operate in the glacier. Yes. And you had a tough uh, challenge at hand. So could you share your experiences on two on, on the, the kind of uh, challenges that a unit faces when you operate in the glacier? Uh, glacier is a very inhospitable terrain, very harsh weather. I mean, temperatures ranging, you've seen it. It's minus 40, minus 47 is what I've seen there, reading on the aircraft instrument gauges. Minus 47 degrees, we've seen it. And the terrain, of course. So the altitude machines are running to the extreme. More than the machines, I think the human endurance which is running to the extreme. So here, I think there are two roles to it. One is that as a commanding officer, you got to own up everything and be there to lead them from the front. You can't be sitting on a high pedestal saying that you go and do the job. Everybody is facing those safe, rough weather. It's minus, when I say minus 20 degrees, the technician is going to, for servicing that aircraft, his hands take a cold burn. We hear of hot burns, when you touch the cold metal skin, the hands burn, the skin peels off. So it's a cold burn there. You got to empathize with them. You got to be with them to make them understand, to make them get involved, give them the importance. Right. Ownership has to be right from that, I would say, not only a technician. Why talk of them? Why talk of pilots? Let's talk of the of the NC, the one, the the the, the Safaiwala, the Laskar who's giving you tea. Yes. He has to get up at 4 in the morning at minus 30 degrees to prepare tea for you. Isn't his involvement more important? Very much important. So it's a it's the ownership of he feels involved that he is going to serve the pilots, the technicians, prepare tea and food for them so that they can go and fight out the war for them. Sure. So that's the kind of involvement you get to get from each one of them, from the lowest person in the chain. And he should feel important. So I feel that everybody is important in the chain. As a CEO, that's an important part to keep the motivation right. That you should feel that everyone, each one is doing an important job. For that, the other part which comes with is the transparency and especially in when it's coming to this harsh terrain and harsh uh, weather operations, where the risks are very high, where the life and limb and is, is at danger all the while. So therefore, the motivation has to be kept high, but saying the persons are involved in it, motivated towards it, and uh, are being uh, all the while having an even spread okay. of duties. Very important part of it when I say that. So I started a few things when I say that to keep this going in the unit. We had a very clear that we are going to go this month starting from first to the glacier. Uh, there were complaints of people, I mean, every organization has its people that do, who do not want to go. Every organization, whenever it's a tough task, people want to uh, shirk away from that duty. Right. So we created a thing like that, that every section commander, every head, branch head, the flight commander, the technical officer, 
the administrative guys will put on their list of people who have gone in the last six months and the number of days they spent in the glacier. Okay. So everybody knew it for sure. It's a transparent thing, including my data is shown there on the slide right. before going that this person has gone to the glacier for so many days okay. and spent so many days in the base camp, in the thoys and whatever. Yeah. So it's very clear. And now everybody, if he's wanting to sham out or not, either way, his data is being flashed. Very nice. So it's a very clear thing, open and shut case. Everybody got to share the duty. Everybody is as important to me in the team to right. fight that war. Right. I mean, the people are ready to work and share that work if he knows that the other person is on equal load. The okay. people start sure. uh, wavering off if it is uh, any way, either way. So uh, the ownership comes there. The empathy is very, very important for any person in this leadership role. That's right. what I would like to say. I remember us having conversations sometime back when you mentioned that when you were commanding the helicopter training school, and that is classically a place uh, in Hyderabad, wherein you have multiple assets, a huge amount of pilot uh, strength, and some kind of activity uh, happened, uh, uh, the Hoodwood Cyclone, if I'm not wrong. Oh yes, that was uh, uh, unfortunate instead of the super cyclone Hoodwood, which came in October 14. It was in fact 10th of October, somewhere around that, uh, Andhra, Pradesh, Andhra, Pradesh. Andhra Pradesh, and we attended. So I was told to go and attend a meeting in the evening, and it was a level chaired by the Chief Minister, with the Chief Secretary there. So here it is, me attending along with the Chief Secretary, and they gave me the all contact number of the district commissioners that this cyclone is approaching and you got to be there. They knew that this is going to cause destruction. Yeah. So the next day, obviously the cyclone struck in the night as was, as was the rate it was approaching. So here we had coordinated whatever we could from the district commissioners and all. And as, I must say that this is the level. Here I was interacting as a task force commander. It was not me flying into it. We spoke of an incident wherein I was actually involved in flying. Sure. Here it is, the task force commander. And this task force commander, the amazing part is what I can tell you, Nitin, is that in the helicopter team, you could be a flight lieutenant, as I was back then in 1997. Sure. Or as a group captain, or whichever task or, or position you apply, you can be dealing directly with the district administration. Okay. The other one's coordinating. So this part gives you great exposure towards interacting yes. with people and yes. understanding, empathizing with them. So here we were, launched the next day, and guess what? From Rajamundri, the chief minister himself, Mr. Chandrababu Naidu, who wanted to travel in the night, could not travel because the roads were destroyed, was on board here with the first helicopter traveling towards Vishakhapatnam. Right. On board with us. So here we reach, the city is devastated, ravaged, it, it is the cyclone is flattened, the airport is destroyed, non-operational, no RT available, nothing. So all aircrafts, everybody needs some uh, air traffic control, it is destroyed. Poor Navy itself is not on, it's, it's a naval airfield, but the right. Navy itself is down. down. There, everything is down. So here we land there, make him show around that place, he assesses the damage, send him whatever first picture he has, sure. and then we have to get that place operational. We had a one C-17 carrying tons of milk packet. I mean, the population is at trouble. At trouble, yes. We got to help them out. Right. That's sir, you rising to the nation. Nation, the needs of the needs of the nation. So therefore, what has been ingrained to me, or or to us, I would say, as in the fleet. Yes. What you get to see, learn there as a flight lieutenant, as a flying officer onwards, is what you got to act at any time. So this is one day's notice. I'm there and thrust directly into the middle of this storm, literally trying to coordinate the activities, and we did whatever we could and. Got, uh, and in fact, the third day, the Prime Minister also came in for the briefing. Everything was found to be in order. And of course, the, the rescue part of it, rescuing sure. the civilians and all that was done. Sure. The relief, of course, the state administration part, that takes its time. That takes its time. And uh, you know what happens, sir, is in the, typically in helicopters, our first we are the first responders. Absolutely. So I always have been saying this, that whatever the nation wants, if you want to drop food packets, it's helicopters. If you want to do aerial wreck, it's helicopters. Absolutely. If you want to winch up somebody, it's helicopters. So we actually step up. To the requirement of that particular day and here i'm reminded of a very wonderful quote which previous air chief marshal uh, nak brown had said during the uttarakhand floods he said it very clearly he said our rotors will not stop till everybody is safe 
So when you hear the rotor's noise coming up, it's such a ray of hope to everybody who's standed there. Absolutely. And, and that remains Absolutely. a very, very, you know, a kind of a beacon of hope that the rotor hai iska matlab koi na koi mujhe bacha hai, hai. So that's Bacai. great uh, kind of operations helicopters do. One of the things that we commonly share, sir, and that's where our friendship actually started was that we did this instructor's course together. And after that, you went at a certain place and I was in Air Force Academy. One thing that always intrigues me or I always find it uh, very, very challenging is you'll agree with me that to teach flying is definitely challenging. But I'm also wanting to understand from your perspective when a particular instructor used to say, sir, this is my cadet, please check him out for his circuit approach and landing and launch him solo. And now it is your decision whether that particular individual can fly the aeroplane by himself or herself and make it land safely. How does it happen? I mean, what thoughts go through your mind? A very difficult decision, but I summarize it like that, that the attitude will get you the altitude. The person shows the right attitude, the keenness to learn. I will take the risk. You have to take risk in life to move forward. So you take the risk depending on the right attitude. The, if, the, if the student is keen, showing the right attitude, you can take a risk with them. Then I trust my team, again, of the approach control pilots and all that, that they'll be able to guide this person with the right attitude to land. Okay. So there's a confidence in the individual, the right attitude for one. Right. And secondly, the confidence in my team that or if I've got any doubt in that case, then I don't leave it to my team. Then I go and take the responsibility myself. I'll go and sit for that approach as approach control pilot to guide that guy whom I've sent solo right. to land the first time. So okay. I take the onus responsibility that time that I can handle it. But I said the bottom line lies with the right training attitude being shown. Right. I have a very short story to say about it. Sure. It's not the it, it's not about the final uh, for sending solo. It is a different stage, but tells you what kind of attitude and, and the uh, person that I'm talking about. Army officer that time, Captain Chaki, training with us. Final test, he was pretty awful, I would say, in flying, as 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 I'd heard. I was going to climb in the first time. It was his final test, the last which decide. And he had a set of failures earlier. A failure here now would have thrown him out of flying. So he, his, his career in flying is finished? Yes, would have, would have got finished had he failed this final test. Okay. So I went for the final test and uh, I found, yes, he is a pretty stiff guy to fly. But he had the right attitude. He wanted to do it. It can be any learning process is dependent. Not it's not a failure of the training. It's a trainer too. That yeah. is the important part of it. Amazing. So yeah. maybe the trainer is not able to put in the right word. Maybe it's not gelling. So you separate it out and see it from that viewpoint. And I found that this guy has the right attitude. And let me take a chance. Send him through. He went through. And guess what? Six years later, I get an anonymous number on my phone. And those are mobile that region. I got a call, and it's it's now that time Major Chaki who tells me. That sir, I've called you to tell that I have stood first in the flying instructor school for the trust that you reposed in me. So here is a man who would have been thrown out of aviation. He's the first number one QFI qualified flying instructor reaching the epitome of position just because I felt that he had you that. Felt it. So that's so I that, think that's a combination that's of a teacher having a gut feel yeah. with your experience, of with of course what the, the, the cadet is displaying. So a lot of uh, I think a human connect is also required there. So Absolutely. yeah, amazing story and you had a pretty long tenure as an instructor and even in we've served together where we were trained the trainers kind of thing. Uh, as a commanding officer of helicopter training school, you've been kind of uh, at the apex of the university of helicopters as I was to call. You are in a vice chancellor or a dean. So when I'm asking you this question, I want you to throw some light on the fact that when you were the, the commanding officer of the alma mater, uh, specifically now, as I remember you mentioning that you had certain lady officers who that time were only going to a specific type of helicopters, but you initiated certain uh, processes by means of which they directly went to bigger helicopters. So, could you recollect one of those uh, incidences? 
I put it like that, that why should we differentiate at all? That's where it thought came to me. Till now, the, the girl cadets were going into only single engine Chetak Cheetah fleet. I mean, if, if, if they are from the same stream, same background, same training, why differentiate there? I mean, it never occurred to me that they are any less. Right. In fact, I put it like that. I didn't go out of way to prove it. I had the best QFI in the, nominated by this by the entire faculty and all that and the students nominating it. It was a lady officer. Right. Dipika Mishra. Okay. Then among that, one of the QFIs, Kushbu Gupta, landed up being the first QFI yes. operational captain in Glacier. Yes, yes. So if these ladies can do it, do all that and deliver in the harshest of terrain, why can't the cadets go? Right. Why don't you groom them from beginning? Okay. So they are doing perfectly well. I would say, why do you want to look? If I said the name, it's Conleader K Gupta, whether it is Keshav or Kushbu, how does it matter? Wonderful, yes. So that is the spirit that you go about it and just give them the task. They are equally good. Absolutely, I would say, why it's equally good? They are as good as a male counterpart. Right. Why do we want to compare it? Right. So I have to just tie up few persons in air headquarters and friends here and there and just say them that they are equal. As far as I'm concerned, just consider them same. Right. And they went into multi-engine, they're flying perfectly fine. She stood first in the in the the girl whom we sit in there and just proving the point. That she is good, therefore she is doing well. Yes. The male female does not matter. Sure. They will deliver. Anurag sir, if if you were to uh, kind of give a mantra, because you had a fantastic career in the Air Force for 24 years before that, the NDA uh, tenure as such or your training. And if you were to tell a mantra for success to anybody across organizations, what would that be? I would say, why don't you create a brand for yourself? You are the brand. You're, it's 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 you who are known for that so, and your name your knowledge your acumen spreads very fast you're known a any organization works on it so i would put it i draw inspirations from uh, one for that for as a starting point uh, when you're starting your career it's gyanain siddhi which is the motto of the helicopter training school as we said the the you reach glory through knowledge gyanain siddhi gyanain siddhi okay. it's a sanskrit word right. the logo of helicopter training school right. wonderful conveys right from the trainee level point of view, from the ab initio starters, any career, any corporate, any organization you are in, sure. Gyanen Siddhi holds up, is your meat. Right. You got to know your stuff. Okay. Then only you can progress. You can bluff your way only to a limit. Right. Right. So, have your thing, know your, know your, know your uh, entire knowledgeable part of sure. it, be knowledgeable. That's one part of it, which I say. Next is, once you build up your brand, that you know, this is a knowledgeable guy, this can be depended upon and can take all the relevant risks which are involved. We are not talking about SOP as I discussed. Yes. The risks which are evaluated by the matrix. Matrix. Do it. That time, then you become the brand called, count on me, the Asmasu Vishwasar. Asmasu? Vishwasar. Asmasu Vishwasar. Okay. The 130 helicopter unit, the condor which I commanded, the okay. glacier unit. Very nice. The motto of that, Asmasu Vishwasar. Count on us. Count on us. When you say, this is a unit, when I say us, means it's the entire unit, the yes. team. Yes. When I say, I give a task to this unit X or this team A or B, the entire team works together and achieves the task. Ho jayega sahab. Ho ga. Naam hona hai. Marathi mein bhi say, honar manje honar. Means, once you have given me that task, ho jayega. Ho jayega. What else? That is it. Count on us. That is it. And thirdly, when you reach the organization as a senior post for the third place, which is the third place I'm talking of, when you're reaching a supervisory level, you are the team leader, manager, flight commander, technical officer, whatever position of leadership that leadership, you occupy, yeah. then knowledge multiplies when disseminated. That is the motto of Flying Instructor School. Vidya Danena Vardhana. Exactly, that's <laughs> what it is. So these three organizations, the Lovely. wonderful organizations are delivering the messages for the for any organization, any task. Right. You become, so don't keep it to yourself. Yes. They, you will only learn from others also all the while. Sure. Keep spreading. 
and the organization will grow that's what everybody wants amazing thought exactly that's what it is is the summary of the thing and of course for a for a position that it is i think i have to borrow from what do you have summarized in your c core <laughs> the communication <laughs> yeah, conviction right, right. ownership and empathy and that that is your no. formula that if i apply yeah, so if you own up that then everything is done sure so you know beautiful uh, summary sir of a career of a young person yeah gyanena siddhi asma su vishwas sir count on us and and the last one you said is uh, vidya dhyanena vardhate so i think at three different levels uh, you just mentioned and you just heard anurag saying that if you want to develop a good career if you want to be successful in careers across the spectrum you must first get your good knowledge thereafter as a team you must be able to deliver what is expected and of course when you reach a leadership position you must disseminate the knowledge that you have so that the knowledge will you know revolve around and come back to you because when you make people and when you give people a lot of knowledge and uh, various ways of working or automatically you feel fulfilled and the organization also can achieve great heights so that is all sir thank you so much for being here today and ladies and gentlemen this was uh, group captain anurag kumar who was with us on crew room conversations i hope to see you for some wonderful conversations till then thank you and jai hind thanks for listening i hope you enjoyed this sochcast what is your soch send us your comments on our facebook page and instagram page it's time for you to do your own sochcast at sochcast apni soch duniya ko sunao sochcast